Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, ambassador of dark and paranormal tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. I was so excited for my chat with Alexandra Holzer, but also a little nervous. But that's kind of par for the course because I'm always nervous before interviews. I want to ask interesting questions that lead to a good conversation because I want to make it worth their while also. I don't want to ask the same old questions that I imagine everybody else does. Um, So one way that I alleviate some of the nerves is to prepare. And sometimes preparation goes a little bit better than others. Uh, This time, though, I had some questions in mind that I'd like to ask her, but I always like to, if I can, ask others, what would you ask whoever happens to be my interview subject? And in this case, it was Alexandra Holzer. I received some fabulous questions, by the way, so thanks again to all of you guys who submitted. The only other thing that I wanted to do was to record it for the podcast. Um, I know how to do that through Skype, but I was going to be calling her, not Skyping her. And being new to the podcasting, I didn't know if there was a way to record using my iPhone or not. So I did some research and I found an app called Tape-A-Call and that looked like it might work. It wouldn't require investing in extra equipment. I might have to buy the app to use it um, past the, I think it was a week trial, but the learning curve didn't seem to be too steep, which is perfect for me. And um, judging from the reviews, many of the people said it was a great app, and they, they a lot of them mentioned that they had used the app to record pod- podcast interviews also. So that looked like it was going to be exactly what I needed. I downloaded it and practiced on my husband and it worked. So I felt ready. I was really, let's do this. Um, But of course, when I think I'm ready, (laughs) that's when I make the biggest goofs. So this is what happened. I used the app. I called Alexandra and I asked if she would be okay being recorded. And there's a crucial step that I missed um, that you're supposed to do in order to make recording happen. And it's called merge the calls. Well, I noticed my mistake about 45 minutes into things. And let me tell you, my heart sunk. But I didn't say anything to Alex right then. I had hope that maybe somehow, somehow, please, it still worked. It looked like it was recording, and it was, but it was all dead air until I merged the calls. I've bemoaned my mistake ever since because this was among the best conversations I've ever had, not just professionally for an HJ interview, but with anybody. She's got such a great personality and was so easy to talk to. Really, she put me at ease immediately. Like, I had really big butterflies, but 
Um, she was just so lovely and so funny too. And that does it for me. If somebody's funny and has a sense of humor, you just know they're, they're more open than somebody who's just super serious. And it makes it that much easier for me to talk to. So if I hadn't screwed up, you'd have been able to hear more of it for yourself. Um, and that kind of makes it a little bit worse because since I thought it was all getting recorded, I didn't take many notes. Um, I was so excited for the ability to record so I could focus all of my attention on her for a change um, that I just took a couple of notes here and there. But the upside of being so focused was um, I, re I remember at least the gist of most of our call. Not all the fun details or exact wording. And I can't do her great impersonations of her dad or her grandma like she does. But at least I can convey the flavor. So um, a lot of the questions, let's dive into it. Um, a lot of the questions, I will include the little bit that I caught after I go through and kind of give you a sense of what we talked about. Um, so I will include that that 15, 20 minutes at the end of this and I'll lead right into that. But first let's go over this. So all the questions that people submitted were a little bit different, but one common element that a lot of people had was, what was life like with your dad? Were you aware of his work? Um, she was, but she also wasn't. Uh, when she was around five, she knew something was up. Um, and something that I thought was neat was that her parents entertained a lot. They often hosted dinner parties and such, but it was the people, it was with the people that they worked with. So they combined business with being social and she just thought it was her parents kind of having dinner. She didn't realize until later that it was with the psychics and such that her dad often worked with. And her dad also brought home a lot of different artifacts. As she put it, their home was like a museum with a constantly rotating collection. And a lot of people wanted to know what was it like growing up haunted. Um, and she wrote about that in her book, Growing Up Haunted. But something that I didn't have an appreciation for because I unfortunately have not read that yet, but now I want to even more, is that the book is not just about growing up haunted due to her father's work. Um, and it's not solely a memoir. It's more to capture her family's history on both sides. And I don't know if I'll say this right, but I'm trying to. So if you listen to this, Alexandra, and I butcher it, I'm sorry. But the Bucks Hovidens on her mom's side, um, she wrote about also because Alexandra hails from Russian royalty. Her mother is the Countess Catherine Buxovedin, um, but she also writes about her father's side too. And I really loved hearing her talk about her grandma on her mom's side because my grandma on my mom's side was the world to me. So she called her grandma Nana. I called mine Graham, but, um, her Nana was also apparently very psychic, which probably came in a little bit handy when Alexandra's mom married her dad and his line of work involved psychics. She was probably a little bit more open to it than the average mother-in-law might be. Um, not that her Nana was na average, far from it. She sounded like she was quite the character, um, something you could have better appreciated if I'd taped the call properly because Alex, like I said, shared so many great details of her grandma. And another question a lot of people wanted to know was, was she ever scared? As Does, does anything ever scare her? And um, 
she she said she really wasn't. She's had plenty of encounters, and she related a great story about something knocking on her door when no one else was in the apartment except for her and her dad when she was younger. Um, he was busy working in his office, and she had gone to her room, and suddenly there was a loud bang, bang, bang on her door. You'll hear that. She actually tells this story. That's part of what I caught, but um, she kind of explains then that she wasn't exactly scared, just startled, and she knew she had to check it out, but she never felt quite alone, and she was always aware of things around her. But the other thing that I really liked from talking to her that I guess I just wasn't expecting was to get so many of the intimate details of life with your dad. Like, just things, there was surprise. Like, I didn't know that Hans Holzer did not drive. Um, he didn't know how. He never learned. He didn't want to. He had everyone else drive him places and then would apparently gripe about the traffic the whole way. Um, it was sort of fun and funny to learn something like that. And he also loved Sunday flea markets. Alexander doesn't live in New York City anymore, so she's not sure they still happen. But I do remember seeing it on a, an episode of Sex in the City when that was running. Um, but as a kid... Uh, Sunday flea markets were sort of a Sunday staple and her dad just loved going to them and he often brought home things that he bought there you know used items and antiques and she's wondered in the years since if anything ever had any attachments but who knows um, and another thing that was fun to learn was that her dad was impatient I'm not sure why that shocked me I guess because when you're Working in the paranormal, especially as an investigator, it seems like you need loads of patience. Like, that's why I don't really ghost hunt, because I do not have patience for it. I don't want to sit around, and then I don't want to come back and listen to stuff again and rewatch stuff. I just, it, I don't feel I have the time. I get, it just irritates me. Like, I, I'm just, you know, part of the instant gratification world, I guess, we live in. Hurry up and show me your presence now, or just don't waste my time. But, um... And then, uh, oh, the other big surprise was I was surprised to learn that Alexandra thought of herself as a misfit during school, that she didn't really have very many friends. And I was like, what? That just sounds crazy. She she says other kids found her creepy, but I don't know if that, how could you do that? She's so, she's so lovely. Um, but I guess it's because I imagined her being the hip, cool girl whose house everybody clamored to get an invite to for sleepovers and such. But nope, I guess that didn't happen, and that's still blowing my mind. Um, she's also her father's daughter, but also her mother's daughter, too. She um, kind of put her hunt with Holzer Events Company um, and events on hold since the birth of her last child. But when she does them, they do employ the Holzer method, and it's a very intimate setting. Setting You'll also hear that. She talks a little bit about that. That's part of what I, what I captured. And she definitely appears to inherit, inherited her, the family's knack for dealing with the other side. Um, she gives intuitive readings and even gave me an impromptu one. That's also luckily part that got um, caught. Um, what was interesting was my we taped this call 
on the 19th, October 19th. And my dad's death anniversary is October 21st. And he's been on my mind a lot. But then talking with Alexandra and listening to her share everything about her dad, it just brought back a lot of memories of growing up with my dad. Um, Really happy ones, too. So that was was kind of fun. Um, I just, I really felt like I was talking with a kindred spirit when I was talking with her. I just, I wasn't sure what to expect. I, I don't think I've ever really seen her on the TV or anything. Um, I don't have cable, so I can't watch a lot of the shows that she might have been on. Um, so I wasn't sure, was she going to be conceited and arrogant or weird and really out there? You never know. Um, but no, as I said before, she was just so lovely, and um, besides the fact that she hails from royalty and grew up in New York City, I felt we had a lot in common, although um, I may have a sort of royal connection of my own. Um, I may or may not, it's still to be determined, be related to Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans, so that's a mystery my cousin and I are still researching, and topic for another podcast episode but um my dad was also an investigator of sorts also just not paranormal he investigated car wrecks but he was the one who introduced me to the paranormal and mysterious and nurtured my curiosity about it she also has an older sister sister ditto um my parents also divorced when i was younger and this is a weird one, but we both rode the bus to school. Not a school bus, but public transit. Um, in my case, I traveled from suburban Denver to downtown Denver with two transfers in between. And no, it's not New York City, but um, it also wasn't Little House on the Prairie. There's a lot of weirdos on the bus and downtown, so you hone very interesting survival and self-preservation preservation skills early getting around on your own as a kid, I can tell you. And Alexandra understood that like very few people I've really ever met before. So I really liked her. Her, not just because she's Hans Holzer's daughter. That's initially why I was excited to talk to her. But as our conversation progressed, I realized... um we did have so much in common that I wasn't expecting to. And and I just wasn't expecting her to be so warm, yet also saucy. I don't want you thinking she's a pushover because she's not. She um, has that special blend of sass, smarts, wit, kindness, compassion, and knowing. And it just really was great. Um, and even though I didn't catch all of the call, the last little bit definitely conveys the essence of it, and what a great conversationalist she is. Uh, I would really love to see her speak in person or even better ghost hunt with her. Um, And maybe one day I'll get the chance. You never know where your life will lead. So um, I'll keep that hope open. For now, I'm just really grateful I got a chance to talk to her uh, one-on-one like this because that was awesome. It was an absolute pleasure and honor. And um, I wish I had all of the conversation to share. I'm still really upset about that but at least I managed to get a little bit and who knows maybe she'll she'll dare to talk to me again and maybe by then I'll I'll definitely know how to use the tape call um but anyways okay so here's the last little bit of our talk which still conveys quite a bit let me tell you so I hope you enjoy it professionally built in the 80s when she was still at home with dad 
and a lot of the books went up there, clearly, and also other books that he had collected. And so one of the books uh, had come off the bookcase, which he had sat down on the couch right underneath the case, and it was one of the books that included Aaron Burr in there. So, you know, my sister's telling me this. This is years and years ago, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Daddy's obviously, you know, whatever, um, visiting, because my sister had moved in to the apartment while he was still alive. So, okay. But um, it's like you, you you don't pay attention to it. You're going to miss it. And then it took me a while. I'm like, oh, oh, that's interesting. So I'm wondering, what to Aaron Burr, what does that mean, you know? So, oh. Yeah, it's it just to me, I wonder if all these little things happen for a reason and what is that reason. And then I'm kind of left sitting there like, am I supposed to go and research him again? Is, is, he, is he still around? And if so... Does he have something to say? Oh. Am I supposed to figure that out? You know, I don't know. But I just, there's a lot of Eric connections over the years for me. So. Wow. I'm working on it. That, and is your hunt with Holzer, do you do a lot of um, events and things that way too? Or? Well, we did. We So my husband and I, we started the hunt with Holzer a few years ago honor my father with the Holzer method, which is the culmination of using uh, academics and the science of with certain pieces of equipment, data, serious research, really trying to understand what the anomalies are and weeding out what it's not. Uh, And then doing that with mediumship where somebody is their own tool that is able to receive information from the other side and combining the two we have every bit of information possible on a location, in an environment, for the people, for the history, to understand why is there still things happening now? What is it that's being said? And so uh, the hunt with Holzer, we were doing it for a while, and then I got pregnant, and I had to stop. I did do a lecture. uh, I was seven months pregnant for Beekman Arms in Rhinebeck, New York. And I do off and on work with a lovely husband and wife team um, here in Hudson Valley. And we're actually looking to do another event soon, so I'm going to be speaking to them. But it's local, something that makes sense uh, for now. Uh, But the Hunt with Holzer is is still there. It's just a question of, you know, the whole point is to have intimate groups with people that are really interested with the Holzer method, that want to understand themselves as, as to why they're being drawn to the subject matter. And do they have their own experiences to share, you know, or they want to have an experience. Well, that's you know. awesome. That's really awesome. It's important, and I think. I think it's important. I yeah. love that you're able to – does your sister have anything to do with it, or is she? Oh, good Lord. That that one, that one, let me tell you, when I was a kid, Alex, Alex, this was in the, the apartment, you know, in Manhattan. We're like, okay. Now, mind you, I'm eight years younger than her. So school night, I'm 10 years old. She's 18. She's getting ready to go to college. Alex, we had intercoms. This is back in the 70s. So we had an intercom system. I, oh, no. My mother would push the button. Alex, Nadine, dinner. I'm like, oh, go away. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Ready to eat. Oh, it was very important. She called you for dinner. You went. Oh. <laughs> so um, so she would push the intercom, Alex. And I'd be like, what? 
is it? She's like, I heard something. I'm like, well, it's probably daddy. No, daddy went to bed. Well, it's probably mommy. Mommy's with daddy in bed. I said, maybe it's the cat. It's not the cat. The cat's with me. I'm like, okay. What do you want me to do? Well, she says to me, I have to go pee. And the bathroom was in the middle of (laughs) So the hallway separated my bedroom, which was adjacent to my parents' bedroom, and across the apartment was Nadine's bedroom all on her own by herself, by the kitchen. Well, I tell you, she was in a pickle. So I said, okay, sis, do you want me to go and investigate? Literally, this is what I'm saying at 10 years old. It's like, please? So I'm like, okay. So I, in the dark, grappled my way to the kitchen, opened up the cabinet in the galley-style kitchen over the phone where we had, which was, you know, with the cords and the push button, to grab the flashlight that we had in the house, turn it on, and quietly walk around the apartment to see what the noise could have been. And then I had to go into her room, and I knocked on the door. She was like, ah, she screams. I'm like, really? Really? She's like, you don't understand. I heard footsteps. I'm like, okay, everything's fine. Go back to bed. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Did that happen a lot? Yeah, off and on, you know, and I, I know, you know, because of, of the environment that we kept going, it was like an active portal of, hey, everybody, come on in. Hans is at work again. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. I can just, like, I can picture you and I see her. That's so funny. I mean, I was pissed. I was tired, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. Remember I told you I had to go travel with my bus staff by myself? I had to be, like, really grown up. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. No, there was a lot of happenings, and there were times where um, she would be out. You know, she was, you know, graduating high school. She was going to get ready for college in upstate New York. Really good school. And um, my father would be in the office typing away for the next book, I presume, my mother wasn't home. This was at the end of the, the marriage was failing, so she wasn't mm-hmm. around. But I didn't say anything. I just I was taken care of. I had what I needed. I ne- never complained as a child. I was fed and clothed, and I was loved. So uh, nobody's home. Dad's in the office, and you know, I had forgotten one night that my sister had gone out because I used to like to bother her. And I knocked on her door, and then I looked under the door, and the lights were off. It was dark. I said, "Oh shit." She's not home. Okay. And I went back to my room. Closed my door. Not more than three seconds later, bang, bang, bang on my door. And I sat in my room, and I got chills up and down, and I'm young. But I knew, I knew then, that wasn't of human form. There was no way that that was anybody that was in the house. I waited, which felt like an eternity, to go. Bravely went to the door because I knew. I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. I opened up the door, and I whooshed the door open quickly. Nobody was there, but a cold breeze of air came into my face, and I said, oh, my God. So I peered down the hallway, and you could hear type, 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 smelling the coffee brewing, and I said, okie dokie, going back to my private space now. Oh, wow. So there was that, you know. Oh, and did that happen very often, or was that like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if oh, I wow. went to explore the apartment, or if I, I'm 
ditzy and I forget she's not home or, you know, what's dad doing or if I don't hear anything, I would often go out and look into the rooms to see what was going on because I always felt somebody was there. I just, I never felt quite alone in that apartment, you know, growing up. It was quite unnerving. And it followed me when I went to my grandmother's to Nana's house in Long Island. It was, she had her own ghosties around her too. So I was like, what is up with this shit, man? Oh, what is yeah. wrong with this family? I can't get any rest. I go watch to Long Island. Maybe I'll sleep good at night with Nana, but no. Oh, no. gosh. And did you ever have, like, friends come sleep over or anything? Nobody wanted to sleep at my house. <laughs> oh. I didn't have any friends. Oh, no. That no, seems, no. Like, it seems like these days you would be, like, the popular girl. Like, what's going on now? Now, listen, nowadays it was like, yeah, Alex, so what? But back then, same thing. That was different. Nobody, nobody wanted to come over. You know, I was the creepy kid in school, and I went to private schools. That was what we went through. You went to private school. It's you know, it's prestige. It's this, it's that, and and like with the office jobs, I never felt like I fit in. You know, all these kids had parents making all this money in corporate and this and that, and you know, and I was just kind of like, well, what's your dad doing? Like, I'd rather not say. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's oh just, it was it was kind of a lonely childhood in a lot of ways. Okay. You know, I always gravitated to the misfit kids that also felt out of place. But, you know, we really weren't out of place now as a grown-up. I understand that we were just unique and had different backstories, um, but we had something special to offer, and people oh. just weren't interested. No, they they it's too deep for them, I think. Probably. Yeah. yeah. You have to be a really deep soul to see past the the outer parts of it and what you read up on somebody or what you think you know about somebody. You have to go past and say, Listen, if I think you're a really interesting person and you're a good person, I wanna be around you. And especially in today's times, it's like don't you want more of that? Don't you want real authentic people? that really know their shit, that's okay. That's really, it's okay. It doesn't mean that we're up for an agenda. We're not agenda-driven. We really are just interesting people, and that's okay. Yeah. It's it's hard. Some people some people seem to be posers, and other people aren't, and it's, but you can kind of, t- eventually it comes out who's who, and I don't know. Eventually it does, and I think yeah. even if it doesn't, and these people ride that wave, there's going to be those that, that see it for what it is. And yeah. that's their awakening and their awareness. You know, you really have to take off the rose-colored glasses and you have to see things for what they really are and understand them. And sometimes it's okay. It's fine if you're not hurting anybody. But, you know, with the field that we're in and have grown up in, there is a lot of potential to hurt people. And that's why so when I do the, the readings, when I get the opportunities with people, I take it very seriously because I understand that. It, listen, I've had readings that I've paid for as well because I, too, am curious about what somebody who's gifted can see for me. Why not, oh, you know? Yeah, um, that's interesting. Why not? You know, it's it's no different. So, But you really, if you're going to be a bad person, you're going to be a bad person. If you're a person that wants to change, you're going to change. And if you're a good person, you got to navigate those waters because a lot of people, they take advantage of that. Or they make assumptions, and so you need to be guarded and you need to be smart. Yeah, that's. But you gotta be a good person. 
it's it's beyond hard. It's it's you know I understand that fully. You know, and but at the end of the day, this is your life path, and how you want to leave this plane of existence is on good terms. I guarantee it. For sure, yes. Because yeah. if there's, I don't know what's beyond or the judgments or anything, but I'm trying. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you're a wonderful soul. You really are. You know, you've had you've had some hard times. I can definitely see it. And I understand that. And I think you're trying to circle yourself around with the right people. And I think that's fairly recent for you. I think you've been working on it, but I think it's something that's come together fully for you. And you feel like you're in a place where you can breathe and say, yeah, this makes sense. Okay. Because I think you also question many things and you self-doubt it. And you can't do that because then you're kind of going like a a hamster wheel. You're running Mm -hmm. in circles. You got to stop and say, nope, this feels right. That's your gut. That's your intuition. You're going to have to trust it. That's pretty good because the hamster wheel thing, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> you kind of nailed that right on the head. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it is what it is. And, there you know, you <laughs> Boom. that's it. Yep. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Now I now I can uh, I can pay that bill. That's awesome. But that's awesome. the reality. Why the hell do we work so we could pay our bills? Pay I mean, this bills. Is, that's 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 the listen. It's a machine. We're yeah. in this machine, and unfortunately, I feel like we're slave to the grinds of this of this uh, change in, in the world of expensive, you know, heating and and oil and gas and pump prices and you know it's like you're working to now pay to pay for the gas in your car which is now like a credit card bill yeah and I I get angry at that because this is something that's very controlled and so I do feel like a lot of ways I tell my husband I think we are the hobbits of this time period we're the hobbits oh wow we've we've changed you know that we've kind of digressed backwards I said well we have all this great technology do we really Shouldn't we have free energy? Why aren't we there? Weren't we there once? And that goes into to this whole other passion I have in, in the world of Tartaria and old world maps that can still be seen online for certain uh, YouTube accounts and some people that are actually, I think, part of or have been in the government or have the access to certain files. You know, it, it, you have to think about it and you have to question it. Same thing in the paranormal. Why not? Why? You know, everybody's working so hard. To pay for oh. things that are so expensive, and why? You're hurting your own people. You know? Yeah. That's, wow, I, I I did not know about this. What is that called again? Nobody really. I don't really talk about it, but it's you know I've changed, and so. Wow. There, you know, I don't think we're as old as we say we are at times. I think that um, a lot of civilizations have been hidden or covered and a lot of people have had a lot of you know the warning of mud floods you know listen i grew up in manhattan right and if you look at a lot of the buildings and i walked by these brownstones and these buildings my whole life i would walk by them back and forth they're underneath the ground so you've got your you've got your walkways your your sidewalks rather okay and half the windows continue down underneath so you would have to the brownstones, you would have the staircase that goes down, and you enter oh, yeah. the brownstone that goes further down. But why are the sidewalks above the window? That doesn't make sense. You know, so you start to put it together, and there's these wonderful black and white photos 
that you'll see have on some of these. Have they sunk that much? They're, they're, they haven't sunk. They're just covered. Oh. And they probably go even further down. Um, there was a point, I, th- I believe, that there were structures and obelisks that are found all around the world. And there are structures that are not just found that we've, we've made as only in Europe you'll see this you know, um, beautiful monument or the White House. There's a lot of structures like that that are in like Ohio or Tennessee. It's not just, it's not European culture in that sense. There are buildings and remnants that are still around all around the world that were built in a time where there was no technology. To this day, if you if you look at the beautiful stonework of these marvels on top of these buildings, which, by the way, have doorways that are larger than life, why do you need to have such a big doorway if we don't believe in giants or people of taller races? Why? Why would you build such a big doorway that we could, today, as tourists, walk through? What is the purpose of that height? All I'm saying is you got to question it and ask. You have Crazy. to. You have to it it, really, it is. It I is. never even like. I just that was something I never. I was just like, oh, okay, that's that. You just. Blew I'm mind. telling you, you've got to, you've got to start looking at things differently as as the culture has changed and we're dealing with all these different realms of politics and it's it's really getting weird. So if we go backtrack a little bit, you know, we said there was other people here, but were they from here? Were they from other? Um, civilizations and planets that came and created these beautiful works of art, these stonework that you can't replicate. We're not replicating it today. I no. don't believe we have that technology, so it came and, from somewhere else. Yeah, we're like mystified by still how did they make the pyramids? And Well, what are the pyramids? Exactly. Are they energy conductors? Yeah. yeah. It's, there's, there's more to it than what we were taught in history books as children growing up and to this day, and that's fine and there's people that will stick with it, and, and that's fine. I'm not saying anything against it. I'm just saying that it's okay to also see the other side of it. Yeah, there's a mystery there, and that's so exciting. But, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. But, well, I did not mean to keep you on. <laughs> no, no. That's, it's, listen, it's it's one of my passions. I'm I'm really trying to understand who we are and as a race and trying to understand who, why are we here? Is it is it life and death and everything in between, or is it just a culmination of coming from a different part of the of the world where maybe we've we were created to be put here to serve a certain purpose? Yeah, Think about maybe. it. Why mm-hmm. why have everything so expensive in this day and age? Why do that to people? Why do we have a homeless problem? That I do why? not. Between that and the healthcare. All of it, it, it it's corrupt, and it, yeah. it's, it's hurting the people. It's not And hungry people. Us. We should yeah. not have hungry people here in America. No, we should. There should. Honestly, there is always plenty to go around, and we should have, you know, the free energy, and we should have all of it, but we don't. Yeah. And so we live in fear if we can't make that monthly bill. Yes, and, and that's, and that's terrible. It really is. So. No, but, well... Maybe another time, if you would be at court and had time, would you ever want to talk with me again? Oh yeah, I'm I'm here for that. That is one of my sole purposes. And for those that are interested, absolutely. <laughs> you have been amazing, and I I I can't even thank you enough. Like if you understood how exciting this was, I'm trying not to like fangirl out or anything. But that's awesome. <laughs> 
it's fine. I listen. I listen. I like what I was just saying. We just finished um, not too long ago the Hannibal series, Hannibal oh. Lecter on uh, Netflix. Yeah. And what uh, Mad McKeelson is the oh, actor. Yeah. I I fangirled over. I said, Oh my God, I love this man. I said, Where does he come from? So I looked at his Danish. I said, Oh, he would be perfect as a Dr. Hans Holzer. I said, He's <gasps> wonderful. He has oh. he has that when you look at his posts and you see his photos and you hear him talk and then you see him act, which is a separate part of who he is. It's a job, but it's a separate. He's you can really it, the radiation of he's he's probably a really good person, and he's oh. blessed with the ability to show it to the world. You know the the, the talent. But I oh. think world about that. So, oh. do you think you could get like? Do you think he could like? Have you ever thought of making your dad? story or your your family into a movie that be all the time not ah. at all the time i i really would like to see that story be told out there and i think there's many ways to do it on different platforms and i think with the holzer files it's the beginning of showing that you know here is this iconic figure that created something from another place another time that was ingrained in him and it, it the story keeps going Oh, and so, so exciting. you know, but it's, it's, you know, who knows? Who knows? We put out our desires and our passions, but a lot of times they don't get fulfilled in life. And so. That's true. And are you super involved with the Holzer Files? I am. Uh, my part in it is just to to give the perspective as the daughter in this particular series and, you know, give some intimacy to it and try to help with, the cases that he had worked on, but um, that's as far as my part of it is. So. Okay, that's interesting though. I I love that that they did this, and I again cannot thank you enough for all of your time today. Absolutely, my dear. Anytime. <laughs> thank you so much, and I will uh, be back in touch with all the information about where you can find this, and as soon as I get it all done, it'll probably be next week. But um. Sure. And so thank you so much again. Oh, it's my pleasure, love. You'll oh, be fine. Yes. You just keep doing what you're doing, and, and there'll be more for you. Oh, you're yeah, – like, like, I really do. I feel like I need to go to PayPal right now. <laughs> now I feel guilty. You see how that works? No. Which is why I don't make money. So there's no. that. <laughs> so, what, you know? But, yeah, you'll, you'll be funny. okay. I know there's some things in your head that you'd like to do. But I think I see it happening. I just think it's not going to be as quick as you you need it to be. But I yeah, I think, like your dad, I'm impatient. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's it's it, you'll be okay. You just you, yeah, you got to keep doing it. And you got to connect with people, and you have to put it out there. But just be cautious. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate that. That's yes. a bonus. Yes. That's the icing on this cake. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're funny. Okay. I don't know. You're pretty funny yourself, so I don't, I don't know. I, so I, I love it. make you funny. You know, they give you a sense of humor. You're like, Jesus, I'm not going to, like, keel over and die or I'm just going to get a sense of humor. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, get the sense of humor. That's way better. <laughs> Much better. Oh, my God. Totally better. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, go enjoy the rest of your afternoon, and thank, thank you, you again. You're welcome, sweetheart. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snagged the music, Phantom from Space, from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. Or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunts social media on the website, as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.